So what I've been dying to ask our expert here is, is this the last season of Riverdale coming up? The last season? Yeah. No, I don't think Riverdale is ending. They're doing a time jump and mm-hmm. then I think it's going to go on for at least until one of them gets like a film franchise or something in the core four that they cannot pass up. Um, but I have Don't no want, insight. <laughs> doesn't it seem like they want out as as hard as they can possibly get out? I don't think so. I thought, I think that they're all having so much fun with each other. And by okay. all of them, I mean, maybe like, except for the couple that broke up last <laughs> season. Um, I can't even imagine what it would be like to break up with someone and then have to like be their ultimate like end game love on a show. I think that sounds like absolute torture. Yeah. But I do think that they like it. I think that they they really like hanging out with all of their friends. Okay. So that's just wasn't, my theory. Because <laughs> wasn't Archie know. in that like Michael Bay COVID movie? Oh man, I cannot look. <laughs> no shade to KJ Appa or um, the, oh my God, what is her name? She's so great. Cammy uh, Mendes. No, no, no. The girl from them, The Perfectionist. It's totally. Oh, Sophia, oh, Sophia, Sophia, Sophia Carson. Yeah. Sophia Carson, because she's his love interest in that. So, yeah, I think um, I no shade to any of them, but I cannot think of a film that I want to watch less than a movie about how we handle the pandemic even wor- worse or more poorly than we already have. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that apocalyptic scenario, like, I don't want that. Isn't it called Who like COVID-23 or something in it? It's like yeah. a- called Songbird. Uh, the movie's called Songbird, but yeah. it's like COVID-20. I'm like, I don't, does that mean there's a COVID that comes in four years from now, that's worse. Or does that mean it's not the COVID-19 that we know, but it's, it's in four years and timelines are different. Right. Either way, I fucking hate it. No, I never want to see that movie. Um, when I, when the <laughs> pandemic first hit, I had to make a slideshow that had to, I mean, it was like a fun slideshow to make, like there are worse jobs to have. Um, but of all the pandemic movies that pe- that like, like every movie about a pandemic mm-hmm. that you can watch right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was making this slideshow, because it was like March or maybe April, I was like, why would anyone ever want to watch these movies? Like that ever. A, that was a really dark time when like everyone just went and watched uh, Contagion. Contagion. Yeah. Yes. Well, because that's, I think, why we wrote it, because everyone was watching Contagion. A film that like does not make you feel any better about anything. But it does, it does indicate that like if this was a little bit worse, it would be so much worse. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's good. So yeah. we're not on the darkest possible timeline. <laughs> not yet. But. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start the podcast. Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm James. And I'm Marco Sparks. And we are joined today by a special guest and friend of the pod, Caitlin Riley. Hey, guys. How's it going? Every time, I, every time I'm a guest on a podcast, I forget out of podcast. So <laughs> I apologize in advance. But hey, thank you so much for having me again. Um, I actually won the contest. So <laughs> I entered and I won the contest. And this is my episode. So, so last time was Sabrina, right? Yes. I think yes. So, yeah. Because I remember being very confused by the power rankings <laughs> and being like, no, but I think that person is more physically powerful. <laughs> And uh, I apologize for that. Um, That's okay. We might change it up this time around and make it even more confusing. Great. Great, great, great. I love it. Um, 
And should be said up front, Caitlin, you are one of the co-hosts of the uh, Riverdale Register. I am. Yes. Riverdale is on hiatus. Therefore, so are we. But we will probably be back pretty soon. It feels like it's been forever. That show has been on hiatus. (laughs) It's been, uh, you know, okay. So they had, I want to say it was like March or April. I just remember distinctly um, my podcast partner and I, John, we were recording and then we were both talking about coronavirus and whether it was going to be a big deal. And then I was like, John, let's go to the supermarket. Like, <laughs> like you need food. Like you said that you didn't have food. Like, let's just go. And like us just being like, let's not touch anything in here. Like after we recorded. So, so it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, so, I saw that the flash just like shut down again mm-hmm. today. So I kind of wonder like all the shows that film in Vancouver yeah. will just be like a wave I hope not for their sake, because uh, I think Canada is doing better than here, though I honestly yeah. don't know. They have but, to be. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know exactly how Riverdale is working, but I know that they have been filming for a while and they have at least a few episodes because they're coming back in January. So mm. I just don't want them to do the This Is Us thing, which is uh, release like three episodes and then go on a hiatus for like, three months, mm-hmm. which would drive me crazy, which would absolutely make me insane because I hate that. Like once it's TV season, TV has to stay moving for mm-hmm. me in order to be, you know, a happy person. So who gets flash forward bangs? Oh God. Archie? <laughs> they just have like a headband that they give him and like a bright red mm-hmm. headband. I think in all seriousness, it should be um, Camila Mendez's character, Veronica, because I think she'd look great with bangs. Mm. Um, but I haven't actually. Oh no, I think that I think that Lily Reinhardt has bangs now. Mm. I don't know if Betty has bangs. Some of these shows fascinate me, where it's just like the actors just like I'm out, I'm done mm-hmm. after this season, and then the season ends prematurely, and they're like, I'm back for two more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think that happened with Skeet, right? Yeah. Skeet Ulrich, like. I think he had to come back and film like two more episodes. So great segue to one of your previous podcasts. How do you oh. feel about Scream 5? Oh my, I'm so excited. <laughs> one, wow, Marco, thank you for bringing up that deep cut. I so appreciate <laughs> it. John and I had recorded a podcast like a while back where somebody had had asked us like in the comments of our iTunes page, like, oh, like, have you guys ever thought about doing another podcast? And we were both like, well... Have you seen just season two of MTV Scream? <laughs> because then we have like this amazing podcast for you. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about Scream 5. I think it's going to be... Okay, I love Scream 4. Mm-hmm. Like I thought Scream 4 was a great movie. I remember distinctly, it was, I was a sophomore in college. Or no, I was a freshman in college. And I made my friends buy tickets early so we could go see it like at like midnight when it came out and i thought that everyone was gonna like do that and like we were the only (laughs) people in the theater like literally like we were like the only people who have gone to see it like i made us leave like an event like early um (laughs) we were like dressed up it was like a whole thing it was so so fucking stupid i think when me and marco went to see that movie we like drove to san jose to visit like an old high school friend and it was like, yeah, we're going to see Scream. And we were probably like the only people in the theater close to it. Yeah. It's 
God, it's such a good one, I think. It's way I better than Scream 3. Yeah. yeah, Scream 3 is bad. Well, okay, no, it's not true. It's not bad because there are many fun moments in it. But Scream 4 I just really enjoyed, and I really love the ending. I do hope that, like, the one thing that I don't love, though I understand that it's been literally, like, 10 years, like, I think that they're going to start, like, have, like, more characters like the same concept as scream four like where they're in high school but with like a new set what, of high schoolers are they finally mm-hmm. going to pull the trigger and kill off sydney or, or uh, uh, the other couple you know too. uh courtney cox and david <laughs> arquette like in the in the so, beginning of the movie i know a lot of people are pushing for that with sydney and i just feel like it's a story about like a woman surviving and unless they can find like a way to do it where it like feels like emotionally earned or something of her mm. dying. I just, I don't want to see her like sacrifice herself for uh, Dewey, you know, like I just don't want that. <laughs> um, but I mean, just do a Halloween and like 10 years later, reboot it and she's back. Right. Exactly. Just forget <laughs> it ever happened. Mm. Yeah. I would hate that also. So man, I, I hate scream three. I, yeah. re- I remember hating. I, Cause also we, James, you and I would been another... up all night. <laughs> Yeah, driving we, somewhere. We literally drove all night back from Santa Cruz to Sacramento, uh, and it, we watched like the ten o'clock showing, like half asleep, and wasn't wasn't a great way to watch a movie in general. Yeah, that's why I think I hated Inception because mm-hmm. I had seen it at like ten o'clock at night after I was really tired, and I was just like, no, this movie is bad. It probably <laughs> isn't, but that's why I hate it. So. Am I dreaming this? I don't know. Yeah. I just was like, I really wanted to be asleep, and they kept talking about sleep and like being in <laughs> a dream. But no, Scream 3, I think, is a fun film and has like a lot of fun moments. But it kind of feels like a movie that should have come out many years after it, if Mm. that makes sense. Like it should have been, it should have been sort of like, if you're going to do like almost like the Seed of Chucky version of Scream, Mm -hmm. um, do it like further. Because it it definitely felt like a ton of time had passed, like for the characters. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess we should say what we're doing on this pod here. Uh, it's kind <laughs> of a, just a, a little bonus podcast. We weren't planning on doing this. When we, people wanted to, uh, I think they wanted us to do this. And I think we, we had some some hot takes. So we're going to be talking about Happiest Season, the 2020 Yay. Hulu uh, TriStar picture featuring Keisu. Uh Before we get to that, though, just uh, kind of briefly cover kind of what we're watching, listening, reading. What are you watching these days, Caitlin? So I thought this came at the end, um, but oh, <laughs> what am I watching these days? <laughs> so it's okay. Um, I just had, I thought I had um, a lot more time. Keeping you on your toes. Yeah. I I mean, can I just be, I'll just be totally like honest mm-hmm. about what I'm watching. Um, well, actually, okay. I'll, I was going to say I'm watching Degrassi again because um, that's like my security blanket in, in times that are difficult. But um, so it's doing like that. 40 seasons of that show, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I know when the bad seasons are. And right now I'm in like the perfect season when Kevin Smith is in, involved. That's like why I, mm. anyway, so that's the season I'm in now. But I'm also watching on Hulu. It's called A Teacher. Oh, nice. And wow. Is it like, it's not crazy. Like it's really not, mm-hmm. but there are just some things that happen in it. It's basically the concept is it's about, it's based on um, an indie film that came out like 10 years ago. It's about uh, a woman who starts having an affair with her high school student. And that's like the whole thing. 
Um, and it's with Kate Mara and Nick Robinson. And it's not like a particularly exciting show, but it, it is just really enjoyable. And it's like, it's sort of like, it makes you think about the, uh, the Ezria situations <laughs> over the world, because as you're watching it, you're like, oh, no, it's bad. It's gross. And like Nick Robinson's 25 and Kate Mara looks like she's like, I think like 32. So it's not really. Who's, like the, who's the older one in that? Is it Kate Mara? Oh, Is yeah. she the teacher? She's the teacher. But okay. like she, I mean, if you told me that Kate Mara and Nick Robinson, like were dating, it wouldn't be like the weirdest thing in the world. But it's still like, oh, it's like so cringy sometimes. And like the way Kate Kate Mara like makes me hate her in so many of her roles, even though like I think she's like a good actress. Her presence in so many things she's in is so it's she's so good at being terrible. And she's so terrible in this as a person, or I don't know. It's not that she's a terrible person, though I guess she is a predator essentially, but oh, like just cringy 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 you get into like her her backstory a little bit and yeah yeah as much as you can explain it yeah i'm still reading for kate mara and rooney mara to do a movie together oh yeah that'd be fun that would be fun because they have kind of like this intensity about them where they're both like it's not that i think that they as people are crazy people it's it's the way they can play someone who seems normal presents normally but then has like a deeper layer of uh of crazy like underneath i think it's so interesting so i mean when they when they did that like lisbeth sounder sequel with uh the queen or whatever um i kept thinking i think i think the twist is that like lisbeth sounder has a, like, a secret sister in that yes and it's yes. like bring back rooney mara and you got kate and bam bob's your uncle oh, um, yeah, wait, who is in that wait who is the person in that claire foy claire foy i thought it was right, mackenzie right, right. foy was it Claire Foy? No, I think okay. yeah. yeah, I think it's Claire Foy. Is Mackenzie Foy a person? I think, I think so. Mackenzie Foy is the original Dwight, right? I don't know. Am I making I that Mackenzie Foy? It could be. Let me see. Somebody is just yelling <laughs> at this podcast. Um, no, we're talking about Claire Mackenzie Foy. Davis. But the original A Teacher movie is interesting, and it's got the lady from the Death Cab music video. I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, I, will possess, is I will possess Foy. your heart. Mackenzie Foy was the uh, 10-year-old Murph in Interstellar. Uh, she's also, oh, she's oh, also Renesmee. She's Renesmee, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Renesmee, like the little girl in Twilight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is she an adult now? Yeah, she was in that Nutcracker movie. I think that was her big movie, the Nutcracker mm-hmm. in okay. Horror Realms. Yeah, no, I would not see that because that seems scary. So... <laughs> Like actually, scary yeah. bad. <laughs> right. Like you're just like unsaid. I don't I don't like anything that is um I think I've said this before a lot probably, but so I don't like anything that is supposed to be cute but ends up being scary. Um hmm. or anything that's not the right way. So I don't like love nightmare before Christmas. Because okay. I feel like, like that it's, vibe. Yeah, I don't like love that. Like if that was like a live action movie, I would be more chill with it. But like the fact that it's like cutesy, it it like makes me feel like I'm being tricked into like being comfortable. But like I don't know, I can't explain it. Red flags. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. It's like happiest season in the relationship. The red flags everywhere. Like if you found out everywhere. on the car ride. <laughs> yes, I I have so many thoughts about. So oh man, I love this movie. I just want to let me just say because I know we're getting into the weeds of happiest season, but let me just say I 
fucking love this movie. Like this movie made me so happy. I loved it so much. And yet I have so many, the problems <laughs> that I have with it are not necessarily problems with the film, but are problems with like the dynamic and yeah, everything. Yeah. Well, let's, everyone let's, let's jump right into it. Uh, we can skip past the other stuff. Yeah. Happiest season. Let, let's go. Opening statements. Marco, do you have one? Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, mine will be brief compared to Caitlin's, I, I think. But uh, I enjoy movies that are basically remakes of Meet the Parents, but like the sisters all look like they're in Haim. Um, yeah. My hottest, my hottest take on this movie is that Kaysu is undeniably the star, as she is in everything she's in. But this movie should have been about Harper's character because she yeah. has the journey, she has the lesson she has to learn, and I feel like the one rule in any Christmas rom-com is that the person who makes the big speech at the end is the star of the movie. And she's the one who makes the big speech, I guess her and John. Uh, my second hottest take, and I don't think it's that hot of a take is that yes, Jane is a glorious flippity gibbet, but she's an incredible painter. She's a tremendous writer. It sounds like I feel like the movie gives her such a hard time for being basically what, like the Wi-Fi whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and I just, I just want to leave with this great quote from Aubrey Plaza, where she says, I hope that people walk away from the movie and they're disappointed that Kristen Stewart didn't end up with my character and they like riot in the streets about it. That's the end of my statement. <laughs> I did read that article. <laughs> I, read that. I, I watched the video, I think, but she oh, said cool. that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my hot take, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I know everyone's got their pitchforks out for Harper and her family and I certainly don't endorse their behavior, but I mean like rom-coms are full of completely batshit behavior that would never fly in real life and that would get you arrested. So I don't see why a lesbian rom-com has to like have some higher standard that it's held to in that regard. Um, you know, it, it would be a boring movie in some ways without it. Um, I think there's a lot of issues we can talk about with like the movie's inconsistent tone and um, just the way Abby is treated, but Kristen Stewart, just magnetic, true star turn. Dan Levy crushes every scene he's in. Um, and I don't know, at least for me, like I usually don't like Christmas movies because I feel like they, they can feel very conservative just because they're so <laughs> adherent to traditions, you know? Um, so yeah. this was like a fun movie where it, it didn't have to fe- feel like this is in, in the province of, you know, like the conservative, you know, red state kind of mindset. <laughs> but it's kind of the point though. It's kind of rebelling against that in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did kind of, I think that, that was my problem with the family where, okay. So yeah, I forget. Is there a structure to how, how we should talk about this? Just because, go, go for it. Give us your okay. opening thoughts here. Yeah. 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 Okay. So opening thoughts. So just jumping off of that, mm-hmm. I think, okay. So I, I too obviously was like cringing at everything that Harper did in this film. Um, I agree with Marco. I do think that the film would probably have been much um, I don't, I don't want to say stronger because like, again, like I loved the movie so much. So like, mm-hmm. why am I going to take a movie that I loved and turn it into a different movie that I would have also like loved? I don't know. But um, I think it probably would have made people hate Harper a lot less if everything was told from Harper's point of view. Um, and I think that it probably would have even just been the simplest fix, quote unquote, if you want to say fix, is instead of having Harper tell Abby I'm not out to my parents in the car that she invited her to get into to go to the, to Christmas, you know, the first scene when she's like, Oh, come spend Christmas with me. It's going to be magical. I thought it would have been smarter if 
Abby was like, I'm going to take initiative. I'm going to prove her to her that I love her so much. I'm going to spend Christmas with her. If she kind of invited herself along to the Christmas and then Harper was kind of forced to tell her, you know, in that car ride, maybe sure. But, but to the point where Harper felt like she wasn't able to, because Abby was so excited about it. Instead of Harper being like, please spend Christmas with me. It's going to be amazing. And then kind of, it feels like she, uh, I can see that. But it's like, she's also like, why did you invite me? And she's like, oh, I didn't think you'd say yes. It's like, what the fuck? Right. (laughs) I think if it was something where Abby knew ahead of time that she was going to have to you know, pretend to, to be the roommate or something. And then she was like, no, I'll, I'll do this. It'll be fine. Like, right, so at least right. it wasn't like she'd just been ambushed and kind of forced into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think it works that she was like, oh, remember how I said that I was out to my parents? I lied. <laughs> it, it, like, I get that. And I get why they, they did it that way. But I'm like, oh, my God. So you haven't just been lying to her like this trip. You've been lying to her for months. And that means like the whole time, Abby's parents didn't know about her, I guess. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Harper's parents didn't know about Abby at all, like mm-hmm. even as a roommate. Thing. Should really make you rethink the fact that you were going to propose to this person. Right, <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. So that's yeah. kind of, that was like sort of my main thing. I was like, why did she invite her and like make it so romantic that she invited her? And it, I, I feel like that would have really just set a different tone for Harper's actions because i kind of felt like it just it it like didn't like that to me would make me feel crazy it's like you invited me so i would say no so then you would have christmas with your family Mm -hmm. and then come back and be like they really missed you (laughs) (laughs) that just sucks like that sucks so much but also it's gaslighting yeah yeah it's totally gaslighting (laughs) and i think the thing though that okay harper Harper, I know everyone hates Harper, but I actually fucking hate her family, except for Jane. <laughs> yeah. Except for Jane. And uh, I think her parents get off way too easy at the end. I hate them. Um, and I think that the problem, somebody said this to me where, I don't remember which friend of mine said it, this to me, but that um, that the movie felt like it was maybe made like like 10 or 15 years ago. Mm, a little, I, yeah. Like, I, I think that there are some things... I don't know if I'm just like very sensitive to this for some reason, but I got the vibes that these people were like major Trump supporters. It was <laughs> like, like the movie didn't want to go there though. You know, right. it's like that would be a little too uncomfortable, I think, because this is kind yes. of supposed to be a bubbly Christmas rom-com. And so they didn't really want to like, you know, poke that live wire there. Right. And I think that was the problem because, I think that unfortunately the climate that we're in, I feel like is even though these issues are, have always been going on, will probably always be going on regardless of who president is the president is. But I felt like, um, that it was like very, I didn't really understand where they were coming from, like politically or socially, because in that one scene, when they're at dinner with, uh, they're at dinner and they see Riley. I mm. forgot where they are, whatever. <laughs> Kristen Stewart is somehow forced to sit on like the baby stool, even though Mackenzie Davis is like 5'11, like yeah. <laughs> very, like very, very tall. And you can see it also when in the scenes, like Mackenzie Davis is like so much taller than Kristen Stewart. So weird. But um, 
when they say something like Riley's lifestyle choice, Mm -hmm. that was like the moment where I was like, oh no, I hate these people. I hate them. Like, I I don't know. I I hate these people. I mean, they never won me over ever again. Do you think that they, three days later, find out that their daughter's gay and then like go and sleep on it? And then the next morning they're like, it's totally fine. Well, you're assimilated it's like <laughs> i was like no like, wait that that is a big problem i think that i had as well where i don't think look like i i've never had like the big coming out experience like this but i i had a friend who was telling me about their own coming out experience with extended family um and they were like well why didn't you tell us and they you know why didn't you tell us like you didn't like you could have told us like blah 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 like of course we would have been understanding and they were like no there's a reason why i didn't think to tell you is because you were like making all these comments for mm-hmm. years before right, like you were right. really setting the groundwork so i do think and i kind of tweeted about this but i think that there is there is something unfortunately where if it's not in your house if it's not in your family you can kind of say all the shit that you want and then the second you know, you have to be accepting of your own family that sometimes people come around, but I also have a lot of problems with that because it's sort of like, you didn't come around. You were just sort of like, it's just something that affects you personally now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I hate that. So I hate these people, but (laughs) I, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's the thing. It's the, the fact that it took him, it didn't, it wasn't even just the fact that it took him one day, Victor Garber took him one night to be chill with Harper being gay. It was almost like the movie made it seem like actually they never would have had a problem with Harper being gay the whole time. Really. It was about him being insecure about being mayor. (laughs) So I, I don't know. These people are either monsters or they're just not, I just didn't get them. And in my mind, I'm reading it like they're monsters. So I ran that was a ramble and I'm sorry, please you guys talk now because <laughs> I just said a lot of things at once. Well, we normally do uh top moments. I don't know if you can uh, pull out any specifics, but um, it's kind of the, 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 your favorite moments or scenes from the movie. Um, I have seven. I could potentially talk, potentially talk about uh, Marco. Do you have any? I could do five, five. Okay. I, I don't have a number, but I mm. have many moments. Excellent. All right. Well, one of mine, um, this was such a weird moment in the movie. And I, I think like you, Caitlin, like I really enjoyed this movie, even though there's like so much I could point at and pick apart and be like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? You know, um, <laughs> yeah. when Harper and Sloan are, it's like breakfast or something. And they're just being like super horrible to each other out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And Abby's kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's funny, but it's so odd. Um, I don't even know what? what was going on with that whole dynamic with Sloan. I like that moment because they didn't even realize they were being horrible to each Mm -hmm. other. And I think that's so something like me and my sister will not, we are not toxic like that or anything like that, but we'll do that. And then someone be like, Whoa, like you and your sister, like must not get along. Like we get along great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are you talking about? So I I got that. I related to that. I mean, I think the casting is really good for this movie, but I feel like Alison Brie is the one I come out of this movie not liking her. Like I'm just like, ooh, I don't know about Alison Brie anymore. <laughs> but I, I almost feel like Alison Brie could have literally played any of the roles yeah. in the movie. Yeah. You know? Like Mary Holland has definitely played other roles. Mary Holland is also like the co-writer. Yeah, I thought it was um, cool. I mean, I don't think Kristen Stewart's gonna play the Harper character. I just don't think 
you know, you're going to cast her in that role. I don't know. I'm, I kind of, that's my, one of my, when I first watched it, I was just like, is the casting off in this movie? I don't know. I feel I like Victor Garber's perfect. Yeah. I feel like Mary Steenburgen's perfect. Yeah. I think it's pretty well cast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I liked Alison Brie in that role. I like her when she's kind of playing that slightly uh, like uptight character. She kind of plays a similar character in a promising young woman, mm. which I think is like officially coming out soon, but um, <laughs> yeah, finally, hopefully, but yeah, I like her in this. Uh, another she's moment great. with her is when she's talking to Abby at like one of the parties or dinners they go to. It seems like they go to like five of those. Um, <laughs> they do. But that, I mean, that's, that's what you want in a, uh, a big juicy rom-com. Um, she's talking to me like, hey, wait, when did you move in, you know, with Harper? And doesn't she have one mm-hmm. bedroom? And then she's like, I don't want to be part of this conversation anymore. And just like, Please. <laughs> yeah, she's bad. They're bad people. Mm-hmm. All of them yeah. are bad people except for Jane. Like truly bad, bad, bad human. I think Jane is helped by the fact that uh, she's also the co-writer of the movie, so she gave herself all the best lines. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, Mark. Uh, yeah, so my number five is when Case Two ends up not just metaphorically, but literally back in the closet while hiding in Harper's family home, trying not to get hot or get caught. I <laughs> like. When the absurdity becomes like concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like that. But then like the way she got out of it is just like, I'm sleepwalking. And it just, it was such a weird end to that sequence is, I don't know, this movie, it, it's totally really odd to me. Like there's all these moments, like when they're racing um, on the, uh, the ice skating rink mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, like the way that would normally go in a rom-com is like somebody takes it way too seriously and they like, go you know, they run into someone else and like like there's a pratfall and like suddenly there's like somebody like sliding across the ice and do a big cake or something you know but like it just yeah. it just ended <laughs> instead and you're like like you didn't even see who won the race or anything well, and i think there'd be more goofy side one-off characters in a rom-com and this is all jane also i just saw this it's not in my top moments but a scene that made me so angry like fist balled up watching it is when mary steam virgin is just like i can't find my earrings or whatever and if oh, they just yeah. end up back on my dresser, that'd be cool. I was just like, no. <laughs> I thought that was funny, actually. Um, but yeah, that uh, that was. That's why I think they're bad people. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. because yeah. I can I just I just feel like if your if your daughter's roommate, who you truly believe is her roommate and good friend, I guess, comes to stay with you for Christmas, like why are you like pushing i feel like they pushed her off to the side way before any of the harper pushing yeah. her to the side thing we, they were you really know, warm and then they were really cold to her kind of like immediately extra great. shitty icing on the cake though is the number of times they get wrong the details of her being an orphan yes yes have you ever had a christmas and she's like well i lost my parents as a as 19 so yeah <laughs> and they're like okay and then like five minutes later have you ever had a christmas it's like god damn it <laughs> like my my parents also like i, I have pretty good parents i really good parents i my parents are great like whatever but they're fine okay they're fine <laughs> no, no i love my parents like my parents are especially really great to my friends um i think as far as i've seen i don't know what they're doing behind my back but but as far as i know my parents are really great to to my friends so i don't want to just say like this is what all parents should be like but i do feel like any like if i was like mom my friend is an orphan and she really needs somebody to spend thanksgiving with 
or Christmas with, Mm -hmm. that I would be like, that my parents would be very open and like welcoming and then like delighted to find it was Kristen Stewart. You know what I mean? I I didn't get that vibe from them. I felt like they gave her a hug about being a sad orphan, made her feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and then uh, didn't listen to her about the, the stealing thing, which to be fair, I do think that that would be, I guess, a very hard thing to explain, (laughs) but I don't know. It was weird. The whole thing was weird with that. (laughs) And it seemed Uh, like Abby, like she kept trying to engage with uh, Victor Garber's character, like kind of like have adult conversations with him, you know, and they just completely blow her off. Right. Exactly. Like when she's like, oh, I thought that speech that you Mm -hmm. gave was really great. And he's like, oh, and then I don't even know what happens because it's such a non scene. Yeah. Because she's also trying to, to get his permission, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But like, it's going to be weird to get your permission. <laughs> when... We've never talked. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I also, man, oh, I just feel like, do they hate gay people or not? Like, that's the thing I just never knew. Like, I was like, do you guys have opinions about this? Or is it just like, why did Harper, why was Harper so afraid to come out? I think that was my question. And I feel like they never established that they were homophobic. They mm-hmm. never established that they were deeply religious. The only thing that you um, really got was that the dad was like kind of running on faith, a faith-based platform for mayor of whatever town this was. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you guys hear that? Where Which is like, also dubious because you're yeah. clearly not in a big city. So how much fucking money is going into this small town mayoral <laughs> race? I know there's going to be like an article in the Atlantic or something about like. <laughs> I think the movie is like trying to walk this fine line because it it wants to be to have the happy ending where everyone's there and it's Christmas, you know, and like the the, the family is a a whole you know healed unit, yeah. and mm-hmm. you can't do that if there's like genuine the kind of like outright homophobia coming from them through the whole movie. So it has to be like extremely you know subtle and yeah kind of like hand wavy i kind of think that there the thing that kind of bugged me was like i i didn't really understand yeah like there i didn't really get why harper was so terrified and i'm not saying like it's not scary to come out like obviously like of course it is really and they they say that they make a good point about it in the movie but uh, like yeah i don't know I don't know. I didn't get it. I mean, I wonder if part of that maybe is just like Victor Garber, like normally plays like a pretty nice dude. And so does he, at least in the stuff I've seen him in, like, it's usually like, like, Oh, he wouldn't have a problem. Yeah. He's just a stern asshole. Really? Maybe we're watching different things. I, yeah, I was thinking about this myself because I actually was going to bring this up. I was like, Victor Garber, like has legally blonde, I think is, is his maybe the nastiest role I've seen him in where he's kind of like a cutthroat dick. Mm-hmm. But like, but then you see him in Titanic and he's so great. So he's like, <laughs> he's like the hard ass dad who kind of gets redeemed in alias. And he was on like those like CW superhero shows for a while. But he's like a good guy. That's probably what I'm thinking of most is like all the CW shows but where he's like a good guy. Eventually though. But he's like usually like the stern guy who has to like open up to people. I think I just wish I like, you know what I think? Okay. Again, first, I think we should say that Clea Duvall wrote this movie and I think based a lot of it on her own experience. Yeah. So I don't yeah. want to say that this like situation couldn't happen to anyone because I also do think that 
people say things and don't mean things Mm -hmm. like maybe that lifestyle choice comment wasn't meant to be as homophobic as I took it, but Mm -hmm. I took it very harshly. Um, but so, so just, that's just kind of my disclaimer, Clea, I trust you with my life. But, um, I think, I think that the fix for that, for what you said, okay, you want like a big family reunion at the end, have it be Christmas, just do a time jump. Like what, like what would have been the problem? And I, I was actually thinking about the movie Boy Erased. Have you guys seen that? I have not, mm-hmm. no. So it's Is it about, also with Nick Robinson? No, that's what Or was that, that uh, the guy from Lady Bird? Yes. Oh my God. What is his name? He's in everything. And why am I? Timothy like, Chalamet? No, 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 he looks like one. my friend Jason. I always forget. Oh his yeah, name. that guy. I don't know his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What is his name? He's he's related to somebody. Hedges. Very, Hedges. Lucas Hedges. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He's he's excellent. Um, this my, is the um, uh, guy from Great Gatsby directed this. What's his name? Um, that, that asshole. Joel Edgerton. Joel no, Edgerton. I love, I love him. I have a thing with him. I think okay. he's great. Owen Lars. I, I love the movie The uh, The Gift, mm. and he directed and starred in that too. I don't know. <laughs> I love it, but I think he's, if you're listening, <laughs> Joel Edgerton, just know that I'm such a fan. Um, <laughs> but, but what was I saying? Oh, so the, this is what I in Boy Race. The reason I bring that up and spoilers, but it's based on a true story, and also it's not that exciting. It's not. It, it's not a particularly spoilery ending. But he leaves conversion therapy and him and his dad are like not super chill, but him and his mom kind of become chill earlier. And then him and his dad reunite, but like after I think a couple of years, and I don't think you need a full like couple of years, but I just like, I was just kind of wondering why you couldn't have done like Harper comes out to her family. They don't take it amazingly. Like maybe they're like, Oh honey, that's great. But you know, like we support you, but don't let your dad's donor know because yeah, he's yeah. going to re- like, and then maybe Harper has that moment with the family where it's like, you only love me if I'm perfect, blah, 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 blah. Abby loves me no matter what unconditionally. She goes after Abby. They have that moment in the gas station. And then instead of it being like the very next day, they come home and open Christmas presents. Like, why not have it be the following Christmas, Abby. Sorry, now I'm just pitching off. No, I know, we do have a, we do have a time jump in this movie, though. But we like do, in the credits, but, though. But I, I know what you mean. You need you need that to be kind of like the end of Act Two is the big blow up yeah. and the coming out, and then Act Three is the the the, the resolution, the, the healing. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that they should have done Christmas in their apartment with the dogs and Dan Levy's there, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you know Mary knocks on the door and. You know, she's like, I hope it's okay that I'm here, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then you kind of get the sense that maybe over the year there was some healing. And instead of it being sort of like the, you know, three days later, they're at their first gay pride parade. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, you brought up a good point, though. I just want to, I'm not going to say this for James, but I'm going to apologize to anyone listening for myself being like a straight white guy talking about Apologize for me, too. Okay, I'm talking about this. Um, I would instead say, I would echo, there's a great writer who's hilarious called Jill Gudowitz, who has talked about this a lot on her Twitter account. Yeah, she, has a, she has a great point about like this movie should be chapter one of Harper's coming out story. And like in chapter two, she's just like, holy shit, I shouldn't be trying to assimilate. Oh my God, I've hurt a lot of people who not only cared about me, but supported me. Yeah. yeah. Like it should be like the start of her journey, really. Whereas like, yeah, but this movie is just like one year later, they're all good. 
He's think- there. Jane's got a book. These two are married <laughs> and or engaged. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think you just needed the time jump because you could still have that beautiful family moment. It just wouldn't feel so because like when I because it's like, what if Abby was like, fuck you, bye. Yeah, but yeah. then Harper's family was like, we've always been okay with you being a lesbian if that's what you wanted to be. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it just felt like why, why? Why well, I think part of this movie though is if you were like pitching it, you're like, this is the new script I'm writing. I would be like, so this is a drama? Right, right. Right, right. right. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's funny. And I'm like, no, this isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it sounds, you know, it's about kind of a, it's a, that's the thing. I think it's so hard to do, you know, I, I mean, I guess in the other part of the conversation that I've been seeing a lot of is obviously there are the takes where it's like, okay, Harper's a monster, Abby and Riley forever. We haven't really talked about Riley, but like, oh my God, like, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. date me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Like, well, speaking of Riley, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just yeah. I well, let's talk about Riley because okay. then we can get into the other hot takes. Yeah, that was that was one of my top moments was uh, just running into Riley coming out of the bathroom there, and just the nothing needs to be said. Like, oh hi, Riley. You know, it's like <laughs> look back and forth, looking back and forth. It's like, uh huh. Yeah, that's one of my top moments, like higher up. But yeah, I mean, they basically lick each other with their eyes <laughs> i mean i'll be pausing this entire movie her eyes are like a fucking weapon as they usually are but like yeah. she's she's much different than her usual affect that you see she's so much cooler in this movie like it's just she it just there's a well, she's, she's warmer i think normally yeah. she plays a little snarkier uh than she does here like I, f- I feel like she's like kind of a warmer like more calm presence yeah i yeah. think I think that's the thing because Abu Plaza, most of us are introduced to her in like Parks and Rec. And then she kind of did movies where I felt like, I don't want to say she was mean, but like I felt like a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of it kind of came from like a darker, like snarkier, kind of meaner place. Um, one of my favorite movies ever is Ingrid Goes West. <laughs> ever. I love that movie. I think that movie captures so much so well. Um, I never thought she was hot in that movie. And now I'm going to rewatch it and be like, no, like, were you hot the whole time? I don't know if I could rewatch that movie because it was... That, isn't it painful to watch? It's so painful, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really painful to watch. I don't know why it is because the stakes are actually kind of sort of low. But when you watch it, you're like, oh, man. I Anyway, I think she's a brilliant actress. I love her so much. Um, and she's always hot. Just, yeah, I guess. Sometimes she's... that hotness will scare you, though. <laughs> right, yes, yes. I think it was just more like I like could never like I would never want to like be with somebody who I thought would be so mean to me mm-hmm. um and I'm like okay maybe like Riley seems nicer so I think it is the warmth but I mean the only the only catch I have about the Abby Riley potential relationship is I hope they can stop talking about Harper as soon as possible if they start right. dating. no that, you know would, that, I mean? that would be a huge problem um, yeah, I mean, I do think there's a version of this movie you could make where it's it, it you'd have to make some adjustments. But it, if your love story is actually going to be Abby and Riley, I think you could do that. But not in the way, not in the setup that you get at the start of the movie, like because at a certain point, you know, obviously, along with the rest of America watching this movie, you're kind of thinking, why aren't they, you know, you know, is this shouldn't she be wanting to get with Riley? But it's like. Abby started this movie wanting to propose to Harper, you know, like if that's your mental headspace, 
you can't just be like, no, instead I'll date this person, you know, like. I think you could have done this movie if it wasn't a coming out story for Harper. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was just a, and I think that's kind of like what I was saying before. The other hot take is why did we need a Christmas movie about, you know, like a, a lesbian love story, Christmas movie and have it be also like a coming out story because we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other argument is like how many of these movies are we getting that we can yeah. be so picky that it can't be a coming out story. So I, I get both sides of like that coin. Um, but I think that you could easily do this movie where it's not a coming out story. It's, you know, Harper's parents are very aware that, you know, she's as a girlfriend, you know, it's serious. And that it's just a story about how Harper and Abby are ultimately incompatible. Maybe because Harper isn't the person that Abby thinks she is in Pittsburgh because when she's home, she's like this other person with like her friends and her hometown. And then mm-hmm. she learned she was kind of like a high school bully. And then you could do that. And I'm pretty sure uh, like that movie, the straight version exists like pretty much exactly. Yes. You know, this like, is not a love story. I'm, I'm planning, it's a story about love. Yeah. I'm planning to, <laughs> to you know, marry this woman and over the course but, of the movie. Yeah. Exactly. Not, a, not an exact graph, but it's not like this movie was basically saying, Julianne Moore is not going to run off of David Lynn Hagen. You know what I mean? Like she's going to go back to Steve Carell for some reason. For some that's, reason. That's, that's, not a, that's not an exact graph, but like, yeah. What movie are you referencing? <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. That's I, a, wait, Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You're, you're, you're using like actor names and character names. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> well, about? Well, because you're I, talking about the punchline of David Lynn Hagen. Yeah. I yeah. know what you're talking about. But I love that film also. I think that's great. And yeah, that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like, she probably should have been with Kevin Bacon, but <laughs> see, Carell sucked in that movie, from what I remember. Uh, yeah. yeah, he wasn't great. I, it was a, I love that film. I think, it's but great. he sleeps with the teacher, which I don't yeah. know what Marissa Tomei sees in him. And then he like takes his wife to the parent-teacher conference, and he's like, "This is going to be fine." Right. <laughs> but that I feel like is just you know that's the rom-com that you sign up for. You sign up for those hijinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that if there was like a Harper Riley rom-com, it, it does exist in, in a straight rom-com. So I do think that's a possible thing. Mm. And then I think it's also kind of like, I mean, truthfully, I hate to say it, but like, um, do is this what people expect from like lesbian rom-coms that it has to be like a coming out story? And is that why this is the movie that got made instead of what I'm sure there were, you know, I don't, I don't think that's it because this movie was again, delightful and probably my, <laughs> my favorite movie that I've seen like all year. But I just think that there is like an expectation. I think that maybe some studio execs have where it's like, you know, what's buzzy. It's not just like whatever. I I feel like it, it met a lot of needs. Like it was like, you know what? We don't have like a same sex Christmas romantic comedy. We, de- we, we deserve that. And I think Cleo Duvall, like an artist said, well, I need to put something very personal to totally. me in the story and so it's kind of like she does the best possible version of like merging those two yeah it's, it's not going to be perfect and yeah and i think the movie I mean, probably I- has some crossover appeal like i feel like this is a movie you could show your elderly relatives you know who who may not be as uh, accepting as you are and they'd still enjoy it and maybe be better people for it you know yeah i hope that's true but not not the Ben Shapiro's of the world. <laughs> no. He like lives he's apparently too busy like, obsessing over AOC's feet. Probably no. He's been uh, he's been obsessing over this movie now. Oh, has he? 
Yeah. Is he like very anti-Harper to ruin it for everyone? He hasn't seen it though. He's just, it's a complaint that uh, they're just forcing these like woke films upon conservatives. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. But then he ends it with, I haven't seen it though. (laughs) So it's like, okay. Well, he won't, he won't be near you for much longer because apparently he's getting out of uh, our state. So long. Thank God. Thank (laughs) God. Thank God. Yeah. Apparently people saw him on like next door. Like that app. (laughs) And I just like kill me now. If there's ever- next door energy. <laughs> yeah, yes, huge, huge. Like I, I can't, I can't. That makes me so upset. I think that's a thing that I have to remember because I, I didn't grow up in a super like liberal like town. Like if you like, I grew up on Long Island, and um, I think that Long Island has there's a lot of um, disparity on Long Island in general. Like different sections are like look different uh are broken down differently but um i always felt growing up that it was pretty socially accepting like i i guess i always kind of felt like it wasn't that big of a deal if you were gay or like whatever and i don't know if that's just i hung out with a lot of theater people and like it was more accepting if you were <laughs> like you know I, I i don't know but mm. but also i i you know, homophobia, I wouldn't say was particularly more rampant in my high school than maybe like it was on TV. Like when I would watch TV shows, I would think that it was like almost like exaggerated homophobia then in my school. But I also don't know what it was like to like maybe be like a, like a gay man, like young teenager in my high school. So anyway, but, but anyway, so I always kind of assumed that maybe like this decade was like so much more accepting than I think I actually, it actually was, mm. um, you know, like I, universally speaking anyway. So I do think I have a bias um, and I forget that there are really unaccepting people out there. Well, um, it probably depends a lot on where you live, you know, at least to yeah. some degree. I mean, where I does say, this take place? Like a uh, suburb of Pittsburgh or something like that? Yeah. Or a small town? In- a, uh, my number four moment mm-hmm. is it's a thousand dollar Uber ride away. That was hilarious. <laughs> I loved I, it. I was literally like, oh, fuck. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been in an experience like where you can't, like are just like, how much would it cost me to yes, get back? Yes, I've been, yes. And like, you're like, no. And like, it just makes you feel so trapped, even though like Uber would have been the only way you could have gotten out if you wanted to anyway. But just the, you're like, fuck. But not, think- on a, not on a dog walker's salary. Fuck no. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> Yeah, is she a dog walker? Is that what her occupation she's a, is? She's a, like a dog or a pet babysitter. But that's like her whole job? I don't feel like they elaborated beyond that. But Because it's not that that's not a whole job, but it's more like I wasn't sure if she had dogs that she had to watch or if she was watching other people's dogs because she kept saying... Cause oh isn't she also no, she's, she's also a student. student yeah that's what it is okay, I, I was but, just thinking about that because it's like they're they're all her pets not her and Harper's pets seemingly right you know, it's not right. like it's I, not like John killed Har- uh, Harper's fish right that, that is my moment that's a moment that yes. Yes. Um, I love is when he's on the phone with <laughs> Harper or with uh, Abby and he's like yeah no I just love these fish so much like can you tell me where uh, where you got them so I can go get some for myself <laughs> okay that's my number three moment is. I know they do it three times, 
Because she says on one, one phone call, are you taking care of the fish? And he's like, the fish? What fish? Oh, yeah, I'm taking care of the fish. <laughs> then he's it's, it's, there's like two more of the fish. But I kept thinking like, I want one more fish scene. <laughs> right. I know. It's funny. I like when they're in the gas station and she, he's, he's like, yeah, that's a conversation we'll have at a different time. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, like, let's have that conversation now. <laughs> yeah. Like about the fish. Like we can talk about it now. Because my hot take on Dan, Dan Levy is <laughs> he's fantastic in this movie, but also wasted. Oh, I, I think he's... I think we get the I, right amount of him. I yeah. feel like on the page, his character is so underwritten and he's just like, don't worry, I got this. I got it. <laughs> well, I think that in the trailer for the movie, didn't you kind of get the assumption that it was going to be like an act two thing where he comes in as yeah, like, yeah. a boyfriend and then it's like more hijinks ensue? Hi, I'm her heterosexual boyfriend. Yeah. Like amaz- amazing. Mm-hmm. Like he's great. But like, I think we could have done one or two more scenes where, because I think I think that's a problem that some people have with the Abby Harper relationship is that Abby is very isolated from Harper, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of makes their relationship feel like less important. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have that they have so few meaningful moments together once you get to the house, um, and I think that would have been funny if it was like Harper and Abby kind of in this like joke together and mm-hmm. they're at the dinner table and Dan Levy is like, uh, Oh, I have, uh, you know, like making up stories about their fake relationship. Like, yeah. Isn't that a, they were really my best friend's wedding a, thing? They were really yes. acting as like a team, you know, it was more right. like, man, it sucks to be Abby right now. And Harper's just kind of like <laughs> rolling with it, whatever. Right, like she's just hanging out with her high school friends. Mm. I just kind of think that's a shitty thing to do, even if it's not somebody you're dating. Like yeah. if you brought a friend home for Christmas and then you were like, I mean, hanging out with like all your high school friends at a bar and then also like not including her in any way. Like that could have been fun. Like why? And it kind uh, of... Yeah, I'd say top moment or moment of note for me is just, you know, the thing where she's in bed texting her, oh. freaking out, like are you you're not back you're so you're still out i, I don't want to be this person but i'm going to sleep and i'm freaking out. and it's like not even like a long distance relationship she's literally downstairs in her childhood home do you want like, to hear this? <laughs> yes i, I really anything that starts with do you want to hear yes. yeah we do. <laughs> i related to this moment a lot um my boyfriend is not like harper at all, at all um for many reasons but he, so <laughs> One time, like, I am that person. Like, if he's out, it's not that I'm, like, paranoid about where he is, but I'm always, like, oh, man, like, I, I can't go to sleep until, like, I know you're, like, safe and alive. So uh, being an anxious person is so much fun. I, one time, he was, like, out. I don't know if I had gone out and, like, came back early, but he was out. Um, and I was in bed, and it was, like, I checked my phone because I, fa- I fell asleep. And I woke up. I checked my phone. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. So I call our mutual friend, and I'm, like, where, where do you know where Ian is like whatever like he's not home um and then our friend is like I dropped him off like an hour and a half ago like what do you mean so oh, I just start freaking out <laughs> I like start freaking out and he's like oh my god like is everything okay like do you want me to like come over like look for him maybe like do you have him on your phone whatever so I'm like literally like sobbing <laughs> at this point at three o'clock in the morning he's in the fucking living room <laughs> watching tv I didn't even check. So like, I am a psycho. Like I get that. Um, but Abby was just 
trying to. I, th- I think the only help. thing missing from that like text conversation was the uh, the little dot 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 like they're typing oh. and then it just goes oh, away. And it just goes away. And oh. yeah, she's just left hanging. I would have just. Oh my god, I would have killed Harper. Because then she's she's Florence Pugh in the first half of Midsummer. Oh my god, <laughs> with that, that boyfriend of the year. <laughs> watching that movie, and just the whole time being like Christian. Christian needs to die. Like he has to. <laughs> like he has to die. I, and again, I'm not a. I'm a normal person. I'm normal. I'm, I'm healthy. Like, <laughs> like boyfriend of the year. Yeah. No. I. I could have <laughs> killed him. I really. Yep. Nope. 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 Also. Nope. Yeah. Well, Sorry. Go ahead. Paranoid. No. I just know that feeling where you're like, just tell yeah. me. Okay. Like, well, and and I hope no one has to know that feeling, but I feel like every relate or a lot of relationships have have had those moments and you're like, I don't want to be this person. Yep. 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 <laughs> well, speaking of the Harper <laughs> discourse, um, my number three moment here is when Abby learns from Riley about kind of how things ended between Riley and Harper. That is Ooh. a tough, tough beat for Harper there, Ooh. <laughs> which yeah. I don't, I mean, this movie, like I kept, I was kind of watching it in fascination, just being like, man, they're really like, there are certain lines that are kind of hard to cross and come back from. In, in rom-coms and they're they're really crossing them here yeah i thought that was like a like a weird yeah i mean i feel like we've given the ladies at pll a lot of shit for some reason um but i feel like at least emily was like hey allison you need to go talk to Paige because <laughs> you're a fucking monster sometimes or you have been in the past and like allison at least like pays lip service at one point in right. Emily's bedroom. I mean, I, I kind of wanted Abby to be like, you know, Riley's been really cool to me when you've left me out the fucking dry. Like, yep. like you sent me to the mall in a strange town by myself for a white elephant gift. Fuck you. I, I, that sounds delightful to me, but, but you need I, to like, you need to get cool. <laughs> you need to get cool. Well, but like, and then like, I had to like babysit your sister's kids for, but anyway, it's like, you need to get cool with Riley. Cause she's kind of awesome. Yeah. That was a, I understand that they were in high school and I'm sure we've all done shitty things in high school. Not me, actually. I didn't really do much, but <laughs> no, like I truly don't probably, but I can't think of it now, but I never like outed someone that I was dating. Like that seems fucked up, but I think that, I think that the fact that Harper didn't tell Abby that story says yeah. a lot. It's, it's another well, a little, stories. little flag of like, man, you're, <laughs> What else haven't you been telling me? Because Yeah, I mean, had, they're playing red flag football. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that it would have been a lot easier to swallow if Harper had told Abby, look, there's something that I never told you about the Riley situation. We didn't just break up. The truth was I did this horrible thing, and that's why I'm really awkward around her now. If she kind of like was more like forthcoming with that, I think that Harper would have gained points. Um, and it would feel more like her movie, too. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I think that that is the thing that it feels more like Kristen Stewart's movie, less Mackenzie Davis's movie, but it really probably should have been more, more Harper. I would, I think, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, if if this is going to be the couple that's happy at the end of the movie, you'd think you'd want people rooting for it a little bit more. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned Clea Duvall uh, wrote this movie, and I'm sure she included stuff from her real life in it. One thing that really stuck out to me that I I have to think this is something that happened to her because it's such a weird scene in the movie. 
is when Abby goes up to talk to uh, what is that character's name? It's it's like Carolyn or something like that. Um, it's like the this, campaign aide. The campaign aide. She goes up to talk to her at like the store in the mall, and, and like she's pet. so icy about it. It's just like what the fuck. I thought that was weird too, and then I realized maybe it was because Sloan Sloan was there. The kids are there. The kids are there. Yeah. Hmm. And maybe she. Uh, okay. Like, but there's also a touch of like, we met last night. We actually had a conversation and I'm like, who are you again? Yeah. Why are you talking right, it to was me? Weird. It was a weird thing. It, I, I know. I felt like weird about that too. Cause I didn't really understand what the deal was with her. And then when they kind of revealed the deal, I was like, Oh, so like, what does that have to do with Abby? Like yeah. why? Why couldn't she fake being nicer for like five seconds? It's it, it felt so isolating. You know, it's like, man, this really sucks for Abby right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so it's, good, <laughs> like such a good a, person. In a different tone. I mean, this is like a horror movie. I don't want to say it's like the lesbian Get Out because other people have said that, but like, she is being isolated bit by bit by bit. Even when they're in the utterly ridiculous like Veep reunion with like like Jonah Ryan. Mm. <laughs> and it's like I like the case it was just like half in that scene like she's just like I'm not playing like whatever you're improving I'm I'm still cool like I'm just kind of chilling here yeah there's yeah that was a weird thing that was a weird moment well I know I was listening to an interview with Clea Duvall on another podcast where it sounded like a lot of the kind of direction she was doing was like trying to get um case to and Mackenzie Davis to like play it more like a comedy than a drama. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if maybe there was kind of that that tension just in the material where her lead actors kind of saw it more as a drama than a comedy. Mm. Like, how you you read this, mm. right? <laughs> this is this is intense stuff. This is like emotional torture for, for one of the characters. <laughs> so I don't know. I uh I loved it though. Let me just make it clear. I feel like I don't think we're shitting on the movie by any means, but I, I do want to say, like, just just so we can I love this movie. It's a really I thought fun it movie. was so mm-hmm. fun. It made me so happy. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Never like lagged. Sometimes I find Christmas movies can be a little bit boring. I don't know if you guys ever find this. Um, I think it's kind of what you were saying, like sort of this like conservative feel where it's like it's Christmas and that's what and this is what Christmas means. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that we do on Christmas. And these are the emotions that we are supposed to stir up on Christmas. Um, but I never felt that it was. Uh, it it was it played into a lot of the same rom com tropes, but I never felt like bored by it. Yeah, I really like this movie. Ordinarily, if a movie has a big kind of like secret being kept in it or something, especially comedies for some reason, like I can't watch those movies in one sitting usually. It just like it I get on edge after round. I just have to like pause <laughs> it and do something else. But I watched this one straight through. So it uh kept me entertained enough that I could handle the 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 secret uh, lurking behind everything. And I've, you know, I've watched a lot of movies in the last eight months and some have gone in and gone out, but like, I feel like I engaged with this movie way more than I have others. I mean, yeah, I got angry. Like I said, I literally had fistballed at certain points, but I like all the actors. I, I was like rooting for this movie, like from before I saw the trailer. I mean, like, yeah, I, it's an enjoyable movie. I just, and I, I'm glad that it has some conversation attached to it. Mm-hmm. It should. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been so sad, I think, if this movie kind of like flipped on Hulu and then that was it. Because mm. I think that that happens a lot, specifically with movies that go to Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because even like Palm Springs, which I think was very well received. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like there wasn't that much talk about it. I feel like there's like a weekend basically, especially after it had come. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, how can we hype it the week before? And then, okay, it's out there, whatever. Yeah, no, I know. And I feel like this movie could have easily, if this was a Netflix movie, I think I'm not, I wouldn't have been as surprised by the talk of it. Um, I just think that Hulu's not very well known yet for its original movies. It's -hmm. pretty well known, I guess, for its shows now because like Handmaid's Tale and stuff like that. So it still doesn't have as many as a Netflix does. But I feel like it's already like kind of cornered the market and like, okay, there's like some prestigious stuff on here. There's some like fun, you know, comedies on Hulu, but movies, I feel like it just, you know, it hasn't made as big of a splash yet. Like just imagine if like, instead of the car ride home, it's like Harper and Abby are like playing chess and Harper's (laughs) like, by the way, (laughs) by the way, checkmate. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I still have not watched Queen's Gambit all of it. I've watched the first episode. I I know it is good. I think that's the thing about it. It's like, I know it's going to be good. I know I'm going to like it, but I just. The first episode is all her as a little girl. So, which, you know, your mileage may vary with kids, but the second once uh, (laughs) Olivia Taylor-Joy or that's not her name. Anya Anya Taylor-Joy. Once she takes over the role, it's like a big level up, I would say. Yeah, Yeah. I love her. I think she's amazing i i love her in thoroughbreds especially if you guys yes that's like a movie I yes. love that. oh, you guys talked about that right or am i crazy at some point we talked about it yeah yeah you talked that about movie's that movie is wonderful um, um love that movie but yeah i mean you know what though it's everyone don't beat yourself up if you're catching up to a show i'm i'm still catching up with a not great show called the undoing or i had a whole conversation in my office today with people and i kept calling it the undunning Undonating. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Wait, so Which again features the Paddington power couple of Nicole and Hugh. <laughs> so you haven't finished it yet. You I have not finished it yet, no. So I haven't even seen a single frame of it, but I know the ending. Um, and I spoiled myself for the book ending and now I spoiled myself for the show ending. Okay. Um, Are they the same? Do you want me to tell you? No. I mean, I don't tell me if they're, if they're the same, but don't tell me what it is. Okay, now. yes. Yes, it, it seems like they are the same in the sense that the culprit is the same, but the... Uh, the the way they get there doesn't sound like it is okay because I have guesses but they're I'm like not in love with any of them yeah I I you know like I mean with PLL you know I was for so many years guys I mean I know that you know because it's you but like it's just the amount of effort that I put in to thinking about Pretty Little Liars to <laughs> analyzing Pretty Little Liars to trying to decipher Pretty Little Liars to every single frame of that show being something that I thought about. Like, I can't, I know that you guys are like the only other people <laughs> like who probably get it, but like just how intense I was about that show. I can't imagine doing that with the undoing and then having it end the way it did. So that's all I'm going to say. I like bold swings. I, I, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people upset about it and I'm excited about that. That, that excites me more. The people universally loving it. I'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah. I told my friend, I was like, she and I were out for a walk today. And I was like, I know you're watching this show. Tell me what you think when it's over, when you finish it. Because she was like an episode behind. And she's like, but you don't watch it. And I'm like, I know. But like, <laughs> I want to know like mm. what you think about I it. I want to drink it in. Yeah. 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 And then maybe I'll watch it. We'll see. Yeah. I'm looking forward to finishing the Undone Inning. Um, Undone Inning. My number one moment from this movie is John's speech. 
that's my he? number two moment. Yeah, when he's talking to Abby about coming out. And, oh, John Speed. Oh, I thought we were talking about Victor Gerber. Gerber? <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah. I was like, who? Yeah, okay. he says, that's amazing. My dad kicked me out of the house and didn't talk to me for 13 years after I told him. Uh, that, that, was, that whole yeah. that moment is pretty excellent. I think that that kind of reminded me, and I guess probably other audience members too, that just because you think it might be fine in your family doesn't mean that it would be fine. Like that it would be fine in everyone's family because unfortunately, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know anybody who's ever been kicked out of their house for being gay, but I do have friends whose family was not quite as accepting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to like, remember that because I don't know. I guess I'm like grateful. My family is accepting. I just don't, yeah, I don't know. I, that was like a pretty, that was kind of like a nice kick, I think, that I needed to kind of be like, okay, but like, there's a reason Harper was nervous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was my number two. I mean, I think there's two kind of big, like, moments that really land for me dramatically in this moment. That was one of them. The other one I have ranked a little higher, just because I, I feel like this was kind of more at the heart of the the main relationship was when Abby, I think this is, she's said I'm leaving or like, you know, something like that. And she goes to the basement to get her things and Harper goes down there and they have a big fight. And uh, Harper says, I'm not hiding. I'm, I'm not hiding you. I'm hiding me. And like, they have this whole conversation about how, you know, she doesn't want to lose either Abby or her family. I feel like that, like the, the way it's structured to me that this movie could have landed so much better at the end if they had maybe, because I think John's talk comes after that. And if like that had come before it, and then, then he had this moment and then you had actually yeah. Harper have some agency in her own coming out. Like, I feel like it, it lands so much better than like, they, they really go as far as for Abby to be like, well, fuck you, I'm out. And she like straight up leaves, you know, it's like this like final betrayal by Harper where Harper, even when outed by her sister still isn't going to say anything, you know? I do think though, like, it is a pivotal moment as far as believably getting Harper back in our good graces enough that, you know, the two of them will get together and we're not going to riot. But, and I think it's funny because the, the good writing is like that has to come down to like a single line, like well, a to me, that, line. That, and it works. That moment was like, you've crossed the line, but okay, I kind of buy it now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. back with Harper now. And then like she did it again. I was <laughs> like, man, this is really tough for Harper here. And Mackenzie Davis is like a, an actor that I feel like I've, I've always had a hard time with because I've never really responded to a lot of the roles that she's been in. And she's been in some in all like over the place Terminator. roles. Well, what really won me over was she did a uh, Sophie to call movie that I watched a few months ago called always shine, mm-hmm. which is basically like, what if persona was a horror movie about two LA actresses who are struggling and she's fucking great in it. Um, and she's like terrifying in it too, because she's, She's got a bizarre affect. Like she can be so many things. I think she's the coolest person ever. I I think she's like a, like, I think she's a great actress. I've always really liked her. Mm -hmm. Um, I hated Harper for so much of this movie. I don't blame Mackenzie for it though at all. No, Uh, no. But I, and I think what an interesting conversation her and Case Duke could have had because it's like, here we are doing this rom-com. We've both done a lot of indie movies. We've been in like acclaimed things. Also, we've just both done like action movies. <laughs> like, 
Like what an interesting perspective they must have, you know, on Hollywood. Can I make a confession? Oh, yeah. When I watched the trailer for this, I thought that was Dakota Johnson. Oh, I could see that. I could see that. Dakota Johnson would be would be Riley though. She would be like if if I were the caster in this movie, it'd be Riley. Hmm. I yeah, know. I mean, I she think... would straight up be like, "No, that's not true, Harper. You were a bitch to me in high school." <laughs> Actually, that's not that's not true, Harper. You were invited. You were invited, and then you sent my fucking love note out to all your bitchy friends. Uh, that I Dakota Johnson's Ellen. Her, that is. I watch that like once a week. Like I really do. <laughs> Amazing. I um, like that. One of the few things Twitter's done right is we acknowledge the one year anniversary of that. <laughs> Actually, you were invited. Oh, it was the last time I was on the show. It was last year. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually kind of think Dakota Johnson would be Abby because I think I just mm. saw the movie How to Be Single and she mm. kind of has that. Mm. Or not, or I did see that movie kind of recently, but the movie I watched half of rented it for like $20. <laughs> watched it and fell asleep was um the high note is that what the movie's called um hmm. with tracy with ellis ross it came hmm. on de- it came out like during covid and like on demand so it it but it, she plays like a music producer who is kind of trying to get tracy ellis ross's character she's like his her assistant slash aspiring music producer and she's trying to get uh her to not do a residency in Vegas and instead record like an album or something. I don't know. I fell asleep, but she kind of has that like confidence to be gained as opposed to like, I think Riley is just like full on confident. I know I've seen how to be single and it's not, it's not bad. I'm trying to remember who was the, I was the reason it too, actually. Yeah. Who is the SNL like love interest that she has in that? Oh, um, is it Colin Jost? No, it's the guy from workaholics who looks like tall Colin Jost. Yeah. Um, the, oh my God. Yeah. Stretched out Colin Jost. <laughs> yeah. it, it's not, not what's his name. Not the guy from the mini, not, um, not uh, not Sydney from PLL's boyfriend. No. Oh, is that really? Oh no, 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 not, not Adam Devine. I forgot. Yeah, the other one though. Yeah, yeah. The taller one. Yeah. I forgot his name. It's like on the tip of my tongue, but like I can't. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, she's not in this movie. So. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but she could so. be though. Casting wise, I do think it would definitely be a very different dynamic if uh, it was Mackenzie Davis in the Abby role and oh yeah, Kristen Stewart as uh, Harper. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess Kristen Stewart's just the a big enough star that you kind of have to put her in the Abbey role. I mean, I like her, her vibe. I, I think, you know, we, we empathize with her and, um, she, she, there's a, a scene where she's dressed like with just this kind of like open loose shirt and tie, which like to okay. me is kind of hilarious because it's like only supermodels dress that way. But like she's dressed like that at this like <laughs> no, random I, I party. You have read my mind because I was going to say, and I thought this might be potentially shitty. Harper tells Abby to basically act straight around my parents, right? She's wearing this blazer, half unbuttoned shirt, and undone skinny tie, which is classic straight girl fashion, right? She looks and, so and good. And rocking it. Yeah, and she's like rocking it. Nobody dresses like that who doesn't get photographed for a living. Yeah. Her yeah. hair 
also like the whole time like she has different like hair looks in like mm-hmm. every scene and again i know it's a movie and that she's not like doing her hair herself but i was like wow you're like really bringing it like mm-hmm. you know you don't like work in fashion in new york like you like are a student and a dog walker in pittsburgh mm-hmm. like i don't like what <laughs> like where are you getting these like ideas from i loved it but yeah no I, Honestly, I don't know. If this, I don't want this to sound terrible, but like I never thought Kristen Stewart was straight ever. Yeah. Like my whole life that I've known her, not okay. known her personally, but I've just never assumed that she was straight. But I don't assume anyone is straight. So um, that's like probably a personal problem. But I do think... You're like, I don't want to insult you by thinking <laughs> that you're straight. <laughs> right, I wouldn't. I would never make that assumption. <laughs> but I, I just... I Like I'm so happy that she finally is allowed by Hollywood to be queer or like to step into queer roles because I just feel like they like I I just feel like Hollywood for so long really tried to shoo her into this this box of like I'm a I'm just like kind of aloof mm-hmm. in heterosexual relationships. Like that's her, the characters that she's played. So she's had that that like in Adventureland. Um, and a couple of other movies oh, the in movie the Adam, land of women. In the land of women, <laughs> um, the Adam Brody movie, and uh, even in that movie Underwater, which I actually really liked, I they gave her like this boyfriend or this dead fiance or yeah. something, and I'm like, and they kept saying like fiance, and I'm like, clearly a woman, clearly like no, it wasn't. I was like, why, why? Um, and, and she I, has the badass like bleached buzz cut, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's clearly a guy that that she's mourning. Yeah. The whole time. And I know that, you know, Kristen Stewart has dated men before. I don't want to say like, you know, not, I I don't know how she identifies. So I don't want to say that. But I'm happy that like, clearly, you know, she is like a member of the queer community. And I'm happy that like, at least some of the time she gets to play within it instead of this, like, I don't know. It annoyed me for many years. Um, All that being so. said, wouldn't a uh, like a Twilight sequel now with uh, Rob Pat and like where he's at and and where Casey's <laughs> at, like put them back in a Twilight movie with like good material they could dig into? Like, oh yeah, would that just be like the biggest like Delta in quality <laughs> ever if they actually like gave them like a good script? People are like, I, wow, I these characters are so much more interesting now. <laughs> One of the things that I I I think that we really didn't realize how weird both of Mm-hmm. Both Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson were. I mean, mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson significantly more. I think more interesting for Kristen Stewart than like quote unquote weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we realized how interesting these people were as actors and how interesting they were as human beings. And for some reason, I mean, Twilight is a weird movie. <laughs> like it's a weird film, and I think that it just became so popular that people forgot that it's kind of like niche almost. Like it it became so um, huge that, and everybody, if you didn't like it, you knew about it, that people forgot that this was like the thing that people were writing like fan fiction about, like vampire love stories or something that people like weren't always, you know, like it was like a thing that like, it wasn't like super mainstream and then it became mainstream. And therefore people thought that was like, what am I trying to say? Like, it's not, it doesn't feel, uh, it was like a hidden text to that movie. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah like 
I, I just think that we didn't appreciate Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. So I haven't seen High Life, but I've watched Tenet three times this weekend. And just this weekend? Didn't you just watch it weekend. two times like earlier today and you watch it again? I, I didn't want to say how many times okay. I've watched it, but I watched it three times mm-hmm. this weekend. Is it good? Uh, <laughs> I kind of loved it. That pause. <laughs> I, I, I feel like if you asked me again in a month, I would say it's fine. But uh-huh. like, I was so fascinated by the movie while watching it that I had to watch it more. And one of those times, because John David Washington's great. Yeah, I mean, the I movie, that. for two and a half hours, that movie just flies by. I had no idea it was as long as it was watching it. I was going to say, like, you spent like nine hours of your life. Yeah, so. and the movie just fucking moves. But, his, but Robert Pattinson's character, Neil, is such a fascinating, basically, like, fop. <laughs> like, he makes being normal so weird and so interesting. I yeah I I am so in on whatever weird thing Robert Pattinson's going to do next. Oh, it'll be weird. It'll- yeah, but you're right. He is weird. <laughs> she is unique and interesting. Yeah. He is 100 weird, and I that's just, why I just want the Twilight movie where it's like t- ten or fifteen years later, and it's like Bella turns out like she realized she doesn't even like dudes, and Rob Pat <laughs> like he just turned into a complete maniac. You know? <laughs> I mean, oh, but you have, to, you, have to, you have to drop the religious angle because he'll just be like, Bella, we married and that's for life. And yeah. she's just like, no. Oh, man, I never got that whole thing. Uh, such a weird like I never, ever, 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 ever thought that Edward was like I was pretty much the right age where people were like thinking that Edward was like whatever. Mm-hmm. I never got it. Never. So you're no. a team Jacob then? No, fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I was actually just telling someone that if I had to choose a team, it was Team Edward because I think Jacob is worse. And then my friend was like, no, Jacob is way less toxic than Edward. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's he's not. All the Team but, Jacob fans who had to take such an L when he like imprinted on a, a an infant. There are so well, many TikTok be- videos. Before that. <laughs> before that even. But yeah, I, I don't know. Edward kind of seemed like more than just asexual or afraid of sex or or what have you like i kept thinking like how does this end does he just sit in a chair and watch is like jacob has sex with bella is that what edward's into well then that would be like literally true blood like yeah. so that's just true blood and i think that 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 true blood was what twilight should have been without like you know take the veil off and like just make it that um but at least twilight knew when to end yeah <laughs> Yeah, True Blood is like True Blood's like I'm gonna kill myself and then I'm gonna have sex with my own corpse for another three years. Yeah, <laughs> I, the first three seasons of that show were really good though. Mm-hmm. Or Again, the first two seasons of that show were really good though. When Bill has sex with his sire, breaks her neck and turns it around, yes. I was like, I will never see anything in my life on TV like this. <laughs> was that Evan Rachel Wood? No, no, that's that's the she, queen of she was a queen yeah, of, right. of uh, New Orleans yeah. or something like that. Yeah. 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 No, this girl had dark hair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot who that is, but <laughs> she was crazy. She's like a crazy bitch. Yeah. Uh, what a fun show, though. Yeah, yeah. Fun show until it was. Wow. Um, still fun though. But yeah. Anyway, happiest <laughs> season. Not sure how we. <laughs> happiest season, uh, title wise. I don't know. Was that the best they could come up with? I I think that. Yeah, I w- so it, it is the idea that it's from that song. It's the uh, happiest season of all. What song is that? 
It's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay. That's so you, where it's from. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. I'm and not I, the Christmas expert here at all. No, I found that Do out. They, today. Is that song in the movie? I think it might be. It might be a Tegan and Sarah song. Obviously, is. I was like, <laughs> I was like, when that when that Tegan and Sarah song came on at the end, I had no idea that was coming. I was just like, Chef's kiss. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> of course, it's Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> right. I was like, that's like a little on the nose, but I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I also love Tegan and Sarah, obviously. So, but like, I I just think that uh, that must be the line that they are referencing. But I don't. I mean, it's ironic, right? Because it's not. Because this is drama, <laughs> dramatic as fuck. Yeah. But like, I also feel like "Happiest Season" is the name of a drama that you give about Chris, like that you're telling about Christmas, and it's ironic. And because this is like a comedy, it it mm-hmm. it's like kind of not as ironic of it. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, what would you guys name the movie? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, in in a way, it doesn't really matter. It just has to sound vaguely Christmassy, and that's yeah. it. Like, I'm they. I would name it. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, didn't I was going to say that I'm sure that they they rejected lots of like kind of punny Christmas with a, a gay theme stuff. I think that might have been a little corny. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess it just you need the word season or holiday or, or something like that in it. And it's fine. I kind of recently wrote a Christmas movie oh. um, and I had to think of, you know, like a title for it. So I just kept trying to plug in like you know christmas uh, like like the, the christmas blank mm-hmm. like you know, yeah yeah the christmas you'd switch be, you would be shocked i just watched the christmas the princess switch too um actually recently it's great but I, I you'd be shocked at how many because they make so many christmas movies um a year you'd be shocked at how many titles are just taken mm-hmm. like i once i heard holiday i was like we're done yeah. There's no how more puns. No, how did nobody make holiday before? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I just, <laughs> but I just saw a thing. Somebody tweeted like all these pictures of Hallmark movies where it's like the same white couple and like the dudes in a green <laughs> sweater and the, the woman's in like something red. And yeah, yeah like it was like same. 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. It's like the same movie. But I, 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 I feel like we see that picture every, every year. Someone tweets that out again and it's like, God damn, this is not changing those mm-hmm. what people want. Um, my title for this movie would be Riley says hi. <laughs> i love it these are so it. you need like some jingle bells on on one or the other side of that to to really communicate Ooh, christmas is there something where it's like coming out to christmas coming mm. out for christmas no that's like very that obvious let me, let me yeah <laughs> apparently according to imdb there are two other lgbtq related christmas movies coming out this year but there's a yeah. There's several or coming outs for Christmas. One's in development. One's a short. It looks like one has Fran Drescher in it. Wow. Uh, Did anyone I, ever see the short movie that K. Stu directed? No. Come swim. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I actually I have not, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Refinery Twenty Nine, where I used to work, <laughs> produced it. Oh. Um, and I have not seen it. I, I think that they produced it or they did something with it, but I don't know what that was. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I love her and I'm sorry. I didn't watch it. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious if she'll do more like behind the camera. I, she should, because she's great. I haven't seen that movie, but I, I support it. Well, one member of the cast we haven't really mentioned yet is uh, Sloan's husband, Eric Marco. I'm yeah. not sure if you 
remember this. I'm I'm ninety percent sure that I went to junior high with that actor. It's like Pearl <laughs> mostly. Um, I know I went to high school or to junior high with a dude named Burl who was very gregarious and seemed like he would have become an actor. And Burl mm-hmm. Mosley is from Sacramento. I'm like, is that the same person? I think that's the same person, but I could be How wrong. How could it not be? Yeah. His name is Burl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's like not like a super common name. Yeah. I was, there's I, was, I was totally avoiding the high school thing just because um, you were talking about your your hometown and, and your high school experience, Caitlin. And I think James and I kind of saw that without getting into too many details when <laughs> one of our teachers suddenly announced that they were trans in like the 90s. Oh, wow. And it, like, that was right after we had, or I don't know, you you moved. I was graduated that yeah. point. Yeah, but it really like yeah, they, it really they like let you know. Happened. They really let you know who was who mm-hmm. in your community and where they sided. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. gross. They fired her, and then she won a bunch of <gasps> they money. Fired her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she won a bunch of money well, in a lawsuit. <laughs> not just fired her. The school board got some of their kids to make false claims of like Holy harassment. That the kids then later recanted. Uh, the story does not. I'm not going to go into because the story does not end well at all. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was. You know, we're a little older than you, so in our in our generation, that's how it went. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's absolutely so. I mean, yeah. I, the thing is, it's that we forget is that none of it, the worst things that have happened, um, or not the worst things. I'm sure terrible things happen every day, but. Um, even the things that like you think of as like, you know, the Matthew Shepard story and stuff like that, like really didn't happen that long ago. So I have to kind of, I sometimes really have to like remind myself, like, no, like just because like you live in LA and like most of your friends are gay and like everyone is accepting here. Um, and that you didn't come from like an incredibly homophobic place does not mean that like the world is not an incredibly homophobic place. Um, you know, I just think that it's really easy to forget. Um, and I'm sorry that happened. That sounds absolutely horrible. Yeah. I, I, you just made me think, though, I am so glad that I watched this movie on the night before Thanksgiving, knowing that Donald Trump <laughs> oh, would be dragged out of the White House in a few weeks. I hope so. This would I have mean, been so depressing if we were looking yep. at four I'm, more years. I'm almost of this. surprised we didn't get any uh, hot takes from him about the movie. He is a Casey fan, it seems like. <laughs> well, so yeah, because I mean, he, he's he's a our paths stand <laughs> forever. Yeah, that was so weird. I it's just, incredibly I bizarre. To like, how do you get explain that to people in twenty years that we had a president who is just like regularly tweeting about some <laughs> celebrity relationship? I hope yeah. it's hard to explain. That's the the only thing I can say is like, I hope mm-hmm. I hope it's hard to explain. But um, just those tweets, I re i like i don't know i found them again for fun because i rem- i always remember what they said he has not deleted them let me make this clear they no. are alive <laughs> he doesn't delete any of his tweets yeah yeah it's, that's the best thing ever so i sent them to friends i was like ella remember and they're like what this happened and i was like yeah Kristen stewart like did a yeah. when one of the SNL. times she hosted snl she did a monologue about it it's pretty amazing funny. when she's just like dude i'm so gay stop it stop <laughs> Which well, I feel like he hasn't seen Tenet because you'll know when Donald Trump's seen Tenet because he'll be talking about Neil. <laughs> I mean, I I hope he's still a fan all the time. But mm-hmm. I think uh, I think just back to Kristen um, and things about Kristen Stewart that I think we all owe her an apology for. One, obviously those tweets. But uh, I I remember when those photos of her kissing. I just I tweeted about this kind of recently because I think about oh her Rupert Rupert what's his name. Right. Yeah, like when we when those pictures came out, 
she I think was like 20 years old. Like I'm pretty sure she was like She's still super 20. young, yeah. So young. He was like four in his 40s, married to like some girl who was their co-star in that movie or his her co-star. Um, you know, obviously I don't think it's right that he, you know, cheated on his wife with Kristen Stewart or that she cheated on Robert Pattinson, obviously bad, whatever. Mm. But like the way like we basically forced her to give like this weird public apology because their their relationship was like such a thing. Yeah, it's, and so we were a part of the relationship and we're owed right. an apology too. <laughs> like Well, like I, like she's Princess Diana, basically, like, you know? So weird. It's such a weird thing. I can't believe that that was like, like, uh, like, I don't know, as somebody who, you know, has worked in like entertainment news for like a long time, I sometimes go back and, and, you know, read older articles, um, you know, when I'm like doing, you know, writing and stuff. And I, I look at older articles that, that sites have written, you know, to cite things. And the way we like spoke about that situation, I mean, I just think that if that happened now, nobody would be communicating that the way that we did about her. I like, no, absolutely I think, not. I think they would, but we would at least get a healthy amount of voices, you know, defending yes, her right to privacy. Yeah. You're right. That's probably, yeah. I think that I'm sure there are some sites that would be, or even less so sites. And I think maybe just the Twitter discourse. Yeah, the, the, the discourse. But at the time, Twitter wasn't really such a thing. I don't think. So you had Gawker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't think social media was as well, actually, was it, or am I just misremembering? <laughs> were we MySpacing about it? <laughs> like, what were you we doing? But I, I think Twitter really kind of came about when did Twitter like really launch? It was, 20, I was 2008, I think. Somewhere in the era of PLL that narrows it down for you. So since yes. 2010, most tweeted show. Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> Uh, I I uh, I don't even think I tweeted about Pretty Little Liars that much because I was way too busy screenshotting things and like <laughs> trying to decipher codes. I can't even tell you how much I thought about Pretty Little Liars, and I know that you guys know. But like the episodes uh, where they'd show like a big board at the police station or something. And oh yeah. my god, I just didn't realize that at the time that they weren't thinking about this. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like I'm not, that's not a knock at like any of the writers or anything, but. I think I really thought that these people had time in a 24 episode season to like plant the tiniest little clues that like Caitlin would then zoom in on and like solve the whole thing. I really thought that the more I looked, the easier it would be to find. And then it turned out the final A was incredibly easy to decipher. Um, and well, they, they uh, threw you for a loop because Keegan Allen has like a, a car and then like Allison makes fun of his mom for being lazy and this <laughs> yes, whole thing. Yes. And then it's like, they're 12 in that scene. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, the, that actually, uh, the, yeah, that, that sucks. The final solution <laughs> was like, it was really just uh, ultimately like determined by casting availability. It's like, well, we can't get any of the actors uh, who, you know, cause they're all on other shows. So who do we have access to? Well, we have our own cast so we can work with that. Honestly, yeah, I think I, I was talking to somebody else about this kind of recently, how I, at the time, I think when I first started watching Pretty Little Liars, I didn't really know much about like how the sausage was made. Mm. And then by the end of it, I knew much more about how the sausage was made. <laughs> and I still didn't really <laughs> consider it um, because I was so invested. And I was like, they have to, they have to make me feel like my hard work. <laughs> 
fade off. I do well, think like, we're like we're probably spoiled by like uh, like the Marvel movies, where seemingly they can get any actor at any time if they need them. Yeah, which like that, that didn't used to happen. It used to be like a miracle if they could like get actors back or do a crossover or anything like that on like a TV show or movies. Yeah, I think that's I yeah, and I also think I you know with a show like PLO, it doesn't have a huge huge budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you forget you forget that someone's going to book that HBO show if they have to. Right. And I think the thing that James and I kept talking about was who was the actor that you want to do the villain monologue? Like that's, that's important to get that actor, even if it's, you know, turns out it's in the cast already where, and this is, might be, this might be really shitty to say, but like, I feel like if I'm looking at my show, I'm not thinking like, you know who I want to give, give the villain monologue is Lachlan Monroe. <laughs> oh, wait, no, but that's, why? <laughs> Because I've seen a lot of Lachlan Monroe's career, and that's not the, that's not where I see him. That's not. Uh, Are we that's not what about I'm the undoing right now? No, we're talking about Riverdale. Right. No, I love. Okay, so <laughs> googling him. Okay, so I will say He's I. He's dad. I got. Oh, okay. I got, <laughs> yeah. I got John um, a cameo from Lachlan for his birthday, I think. <laughs> um, and <laughs> what a weird. Guy. How much? Yeah. How much? I don't actually know. Because I, I looked at the PLO ones on uh, like a cameo or Star Sona over the weekend. You would be amazed at what, like, which actors cost more from PLO yeah, than yeah. other actors. Like the fact that Keegan Allen costs way more than Janelle Parrish. Really? How much yeah. does Keegan Allen cost? He's like $150. How much is Janelle Parrish? Should I She's like 100 Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A choice. And they must set their own prices though. Oh, I, but I feel like if I'm Janelle Parrish, I'm like checking, you know, like other PLL people and been like bumping up. I wonder if they have some sort of metric you can feed into it where it's like, this is how many followers I have on Instagram. Yeah. And then it like tells you, well, you can probably charge about 75 bucks or something. You know? Yeah. Like Brent Doherty's a hundred. I think Nolan North was like 75. He's like the cheapest. Wow, I also think though, like, I hate to say it, but I do think like as cool as like it would be to get something from Mona, you know, that like the people are making their money because somebody had a crush on Toby and now yeah, it's yeah. like, Oh, that's what it is. So wow. I, I could see that being a thing. Like, I don't think there are many people who are like, I had such a crush on Mona. Well, that's probably not true. I'm sure people had crushes on Mona, but I think it's like, you know, the Spoby. Probably just like, less. Have, yeah. Cause Mona's a yeah. villain too. So just your, your pool of potential people, but even, even Brent Doherty's expensive and I watched some of his and then, it's like clearly that he's speaking, you know, very cool to like like male fans who had crush on on No Khan, which is weird because he's got he's like he would not drop like you know No Khan was kind of a bad dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know, yeah, bad. Uh, but Lachlan Monroe did a great job with my cameo, like, but he said that he actually did not know that he was going to be the villain until in my cameo that he didn't know he was going to be the villain until. Like he got the script for like that big villain wow. monologue, I think. and yeah, and so and he's like, I thought it was Sheriff Keller. <laughs> well, because people were like screenshotting the eyes, right? I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have a theory about that. Uh, so I think that there is this person who's an actor on Riverdale who um, had a small role. I think that those are his eyes. Mm-hmm actually and i think that he's just the body double and i know that sounds like an insane thing and that i haven't learned my lesson from pretty little liars but it's because i haven't learned my (laughs) lesson from pretty little liars and now i do a riverdale podcast where i do the same shit um but 
yeah, I've I've thought about that. So I've always thought love that the uh, the uh, body double actress who does like uh, Black Widow and Red Coat. Yes, you guys have to have her on your podcast. I'd love to, but the fact that her name is Cece is brilliant. (laughs) Like her actual name. Yeah, her first name is Cece. (laughs) You know that somebody though found that out and like was like, it's Cece. Yeah, yeah. I did not think I did I remember not they, when we'd screenshot like the names of files when the PLLs would be looking through <laughs> files and one of them said like Chris Cavanaugh because that's just like a you know like a yeah, PA um, on the set or something like that and like people are like oh it's related to Toby somehow it's like no maybe, it's really not <laughs> you know maybe like the thing is I like I've been thinking about this and like why not if I was if I was like the person creating those like little props mm-hmm. why not just do that like why not just be like chris cavanaugh and then you can be like oh no that was just like a pa on the set or that was just like whatever and then just have it be an option if mm. you're a show like pll who you can't always plan as far ahead of as, as you want to or maybe broad strokes but like that's it why not just like leave little easter eggs and be like oh it didn't mean anything like I would <laughs> like the prop person's like running their own show, like their own, like <laughs> right. show in the background. Well, like uh, in little things too, not even just names. I remember, and we didn't give it enough attention when Arya's going through Ezra's book files at one point, there's just a file called femicide rising. <laughs> 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 and it's like, well, some PA I had to make know that, everything yeah. about that. <laughs> I, I really should like see if I can find somebody who is a, a PA or like a prop master on that show on Twitter. I bet that there's somebody. Uh, we used to follow one of the like Fred Fred Andrews, I think his name was. That's yeah. the, uh, that's Archie's dad's name on Riverdale. <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. Nice. R.I.P. Perry. Yeah. yeah. That, was that since the last season? Like, did they had they already dealt with? Yeah, they okay. did. They last season, I think. Yeah, last season was the first episode of. Okay. All right, let's do our uh, character rankings for happiest season here. Do we want to try to do a draft? Yeah, let's do a draft. All right. Um, so, so, so obviously the character rankings are about like who's the strongest, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> so the way you, the way you normally do these is a snake draft. So whoever, like if I go first and then Caitlin goes second, and then Marco, you'd pick like two and then you'd go Caitlin and then me, you know, like kind of back and forth. Um, okay, I don't, I've never done a football thing or a sports okay. thing in my life. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how to randomize to see yeah. who gets a pick first here. I'm confused, so I will go last. Why well, don't I? Let's say, let's say Marco, I'm going to give you assign you the number of one, me the number of two, and Caitlin the number of three. And now let's see. Exactly hey Siri, can you pick a number between one and three? No, oh, she's doing it in the other room on my HomePod where I can't. Hear. <laughs> hey Siri, pick a number between one and three. Two. Oh, look at that. Is I it, won. It's good radio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seems rigged, but fine. So let's say I'll go number one. Caitlin goes number two. Marco goes number three. Okay. So this is like our team, our personal team. It's, yeah. You're picking a team of, of the available characters. Obviously, if, if you pick someone, somebody else can't pick someone. Oh, shit. I'm totally bad. Yeah. Okay. So I get to go first. So I'm definitely picking Abby. Got to gotta bring Case to you onto my team there. Okay. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Jane. Jane, okay. Nice, nice. nice. Okay, I so will you take... get two, Marco, because you're doing three and four. Oh, then I won. Uh, I'm taking John and Riley. I'll see you guys in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck, okay. 
Who, who else is left? Is it now White Elephant? Steal one of mine. Yeah, can we take yours? White Elephant's a convenient. <laughs> yeah, Yankee Swap. Yeah, so Caitlin, you have to pick someone now. Oh, uh, uh, Sloan, I think actually. Sloan. Uh, okay. even, yeah, she's she's a nightmare, but she could be fun, you know. Did she go back to her law career? I, I that was a weird plot. Oh, no, wasn't she a um? Oh no, Sloan. That's right. A, I was thinking Riley's the doctor. Sloan's the. Well, no, no, no. no. Riley's a lawyer. lawyer. Riley's a lawyer, but Sloan was a lawyer who gave up her law career. I thought Riley was, was a it? doctor. No, Riley, Riley's a doctor because she keeps talking about like, oh, so and so is like mole or something. They. Oh, I thought she was like a local lawyer. Okay, never mind. Okay, so you have Sloan's. Oh, God, who can I pick now? You know what? I'm going to take Harper. Look at that. I got the power couple. Power couple. And then I also get to pick one more. Um, I'll take the mall cops. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They were good. (laughs) Okay. I feel like we could have them as a unit. You got Timothy Simmons and Lauren Lapkus. Okay. Mm -hmm. As as a couple local Paul Blarts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I ran into, uh, what's her name? Laura Lapkus. Mm -hmm. Like many years ago at a karaoke bar. I, but it was like one of those awkward things where it was like, I know you're famous, but why? <laughs> um, but she's great. Um, is it my turn? Yeah, yeah, it's your turn, Caitlin. Who's left? Well, you got uh, Eric, the, the Sloan's husband. You got Tipper, the mom. You got Ted, the dad. Uh, you got the you got Anna Gasteyer. Yeah, Harry Levin, the kind of jerky fundraiser or donor whatever she just was. local lady with lots of money yeah. to donate to the mayoral race i'll, I'll take the boyfriend chip connor connor, connor. Okay. Chip. chip i was like it's chip right no <laughs> that's one of those actors that like tv has been trying to make happen is that the guy from greek is it i don't know but he's like he was mr limitless oh so i think it was the guy from greek he's murphy brown's son you know is he really well he's in the, sh- like, the when they rebooted Murphy that. Brown, oh, oh okay. not, but not, no. not literally, yeah. yeah. All right, so Marco, uh, let's let's just have you go last because I don't know if <laughs> Slim Pickens by now, yeah. yeah. What do I got like the kids? <laughs> so you got you got Tipper the mom, uh, Ted the dad, the campaign people, the kids, Harper's friends, Eric. <laughs> I guess I'll take the campaign lady not 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 harry but uh carolyn the one who's yeah, the having one, the affair yeah because sure okay fun. so she can our, <laughs> hang out with uh our teams here i've got abby harper and uh who's the other one of oh, the mall cops uh caitlin you've got uh connor right no not riley jane and sloan and Marco, you've got John, Riley, and Carolyn. Not too bad. Yeah. All the teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we playing? I don't know. I think usually <laughs> when podcasts do this, they have people vote. But I don't know if we'll we'll bother doing that. I, I suppose we could. Yeah, we need up. we need to figure out like an actual activity. Mm-hmm. Like, is this my like bar trivia team or right? <laughs> right. I feel like I have a, a solid actually. I think that my team, not to brag, but would be pretty solid in terms of bar trivia because I feel like you get you get like I feel like Connor's into sports. I don't know. Jane probably knows like, lots of trivia. 
Yeah, Jane knows trivia. Sloan is like just I feel like smart, so she would know like smart mm-hmm. people things. <laughs> like, well, and thank God you're there to be like everyone. Shut the fuck up and listen to Jane for a moment. Oh, that, right, exactly. That reminds Protect me. At all I wanted to talk about the the end of the movie when there's you know the, all the big fighting, smashing the painting and whatnot, and then like the next day when Ted comes out, like the way it's framed kind of bugged me because it feels like he's coming out and saying like. Well, I did plow a lot of money into my campaign. Like that's what he leads off with is like how much money he spent on his campaign. And then he's kind of like, well, daughter whose marriage is a failure, daughter who's gay. I still like you even with that. And it's like, okay, wow. How magnanimous of you. I hate the parents. The parents suck. Even though you've both shown yourselves to be flawed children, I guess you're still my family. (laughs) <laughs> I just feel like a year later he's mayor, but Jane has bought their house. <laughs> right. Exactly. They've they've gone under completely. The saddest moment in that whole movie, we I meant to mention this earlier, is when they break Jane's painting. That was the saddest moment yeah, in the whole movie. Yeah. The whole movie. It's everything. a good painting. Like it's who does she who it, does she actually give it to? Is it the fundraising lady? Or the donor later? I, I can't remember. So. And I thought it was going to be a weird painting. Yeah. It's a nice painting. Yeah. It's a, well, and, and for her to be like, for Harry Levin to be like, what is this supposed to be? And it's I like, know. it's your fucking town. It's it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that it just like confused me. I'm like, am I not seeing what I'm supposed to be seeing? It just looks like a painting of a town. Like, <laughs> Plus so like, fun. especially with the last eight months where I have considered every fucking weird hobby, like for like <laughs> 10 minutes, I was like, what if I just got into like knitting in a big yeah, way? Same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I spent a hundred hours and my painting looked that good, fuck yeah. I currently make coasters because I was so bored. Now I have too many coasters. So <laughs> somebody <laughs> drink up something and put it down on the coaster. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but like, seriously, like here's one. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hello, Etsy store. Oh I, yeah. I have one actually. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> this isn't me pitching my Etsy store. This is showing how bored I am. <laughs> the long con reveals itself. <laughs> yeah i'll go on your podcast sure <laughs> yeah all right well i think that about wraps us up unless you guys had any final thoughts on happiest season oh man i could talk about this for another two hours but i do have to bake myself <laughs> three single chocolate chip cookies that i eat while watching sex in the city so Sounds uh, like I, I should leave yeah that sounds fair. yeah <laughs> all right well yeah thanks for joining us and we will be back uh sooner than you think doing a uh, podcast about the prestige with that. oh I, interesting i have opinions about that movie <laughs> so i will listen so yes. and you said you'll be back with your podcast we will um tentatively be back uh probably we'll do some sort of an episode in between now and the new season of riverdale which starts january 20th as does a brand new america so um <laughs> i hope well fingers crossed so we'll see how that goes but um yeah, no, because he, he, Biden did win the election. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> just to be clear. By the way, just really quick, uh, everyone that criticizes our podcast, except for the valid reasons they criticize it, they always say that we're just a bunch of like Trump-hating, stupid liberals uh, making podcasts. So that's... Uh, there are that's a lot still- of uh, like red staters yeah. into Riverdale. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Like That's like a wow. very common thing that we get on, on the comments. Uh, Wow. It's very weird. Very weird. So, anyway, that's when we're back. Awesome. Um, I'm very. Is it, coming soon. is it possible that those people haven't felt the 
highs and exquisite <laughs> lows of high school football or whatever. I mean, it's possible. It is very possible. Uh, I feel like you should just be like, I hope a bear fucks you to death too. Oh, that's definitely. <laughs> I hope that's not what happened. We Isn't didn't. What happened to Archie? I mean, the we rest did. of the show is like a fever dream, and he died in the arms of that bear. We didn't see him die, uh, but I do. I do think that that would be it. That reminds me of when we. It's came, a Jacob's Ladder thing. Do you remember when we came yep. bros watch Riverdale two for a day? That was so much fun. Yes, that was a thing. That was your April Fool's Day prank. That was yeah. yeah. We really went all out but, on that for a day. It was fun. I felt bad for the people who were like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, April Fool's Day pranks, anybody who believes them now, really, like, yeah. that's on them. But <laughs> it's what it is. I, I hate pranks usually, but that's a funny one. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, yeah, keep an eye out for Riverdale Register when they come back. And, and we'll be back with the prestige. Bye-bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.